everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Poppin' Off. About pop culture, I'm your host, Maggie. And it's me, Steven. And, okay, instead of starting off another episode with a tragic death, because there has been some within the past two weeks, we will get to it. We're going to do the opposite and start it off with talking about Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka? What the fuck is her name? Priyanka Chopra's new baby. (laughs) I am so excited for them. They had a daughter. So that means that all of the Jonas Brothers are girl dads. We love to see it. They had it via a surrogate, which I kind of figured something was going on because back in September, when Steven and I and all of our friends um, went to go see the Jonas Brothers, we were like, we're just like shocked that they don't have a baby yet. But then we were thinking right. like, well, we don't really know what's going on, what's going on behind the scenes. Priyanka Chopra is, as we all know, is 10 years older than Nick Jonas. So, you know, they had to go a different route and it worked. And I'm so glad that Nick Jonas can now join the dad club. I know. I'm so happy for them. Yeah. And when we were talking about that in September-ish, there was like rumors that there was like trouble in paradise. Yeah, I know. So- which is stupid because like literally what gave that away? Well, they didn't like make an Instagram post together in a month. Yeah. I remember there being like no actual evidence. It was just literally like the headlines would just be like, they're in Rocky waters. And like, it was just kind of like headlines, but there was no actual substance to it. So we were like, eh, okay, but I guess things are going great. Um, yeah. I mean, at least I hope so. They just welcomed the baby. So <laughs> I hope they got their shit together. Yeah, I mean, I hope so, because that's not the way to fix something. <laughs> uh, no. So the name isn't released yet, and obviously, like, no pictures have been either. Right. What do you think? What, are we, like, is it going to have, like, one of those weird Hollywood names, or is she going to have, like, a normal name? Or maybe even an Indian name? That's what I was going to say. I feel like they'd either go for an Indian name, or just, like, your run-of-the-mill Jessica, Samantha, yeah. something like that. Okay, yeah, me too. I don't think that any of the Jonas Brothers are really ones to name their kids weird things because Kevin's kids are Elena and Valentina, I think. And then Joe Jonas's is Willa, which I love that name. I think that's so fucking cute. (laughs) That is a really cute name. And then, yeah, I don't know. Watch it be something like so off the wall like yeah I don't really see that but I mean that could be anything (laughs) oh my god I don't even like have an example off the top of my head but I just I don't even want to think about it (laughs) (laughs) your brain's like not letting you think about it (laughs) no I can't I cannot let Nick Jonas do that to his daughter (laughs) no 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 but I agree I think it might be something more Indian sounding which would be beautiful yeah I like Priyanka. That's a nice name. It is. Priyanka Jr. maybe? PJ? PJ. PJJ. <laughs> PJJ. Priyanka, Priyanka oh. Jr. Jonas. <laughs> oh my God. What if, because they're all girl dads and they're all going to be young, like what if they have the Jonas cousins and they like have their own little band or something? <gasps> Could you imagine? Their own girl group? They're all, yeah, right? Oh. Could you imagine? my god we thought the kardashians were the kardashian kids are going to take over the world nope it's going to be the jonas kids the jonas cousins <laughs> oh my god their own girl group i can see it now 
Ooh, they take over the world. <laughs> oh my god. Frankie Jonas can be their manager. Frankie Jonas will not be their manager. Frankie Jonas is always wild and out. Frankie, Frankie Jonas, Jonas will be on TikTok still. <laughs> true. When Frankie Jonas did the TikTok, the TikTok podcast a while ago, this man does not know what he wants to do with his life. So he, there's no way he could manage other people's lives. He said that he either wanted to go back to college for creative writing or um something to do with like astronomy. Oh, tomato, tomato. Or like, yeah, it's like <laughs> what? That's they're not even in the realm of each other. So yeah, I, I don't think Frankie Jonas is gonna be doing that. <laughs> I yeah, would definitely not. <laughs> he can just be the fun uncle. <laughs> and yeah, he will be. Well, I feel like they're all the fun uncles, I guess. <laughs> No, I feel like Kevin's not that fun. <laughs> it's 2022 and we're still shitting on Kevin Jonas. Well, I'm just being honest. <laughs> he just doesn't give me fun uncle vibes. He right. gives me like the uncle that like, I mean, the, what is Kevin's daughter? Like, the oldest, she's the oldest. So she's probably like, I don't know, seven, eight or something. Yeah, but he just like, that. He just like reminds me of the uncle that like wants to sit you down and like give you life advice like unsolicited life advice you're no you're right he's gonna like want to give them like the enriching experiences like he'll take them to museums and stuff while like joe and nick and frankie like take him to get ice cream and like see stupid movies yeah right yes yeah i'm sorry kevin i everybody i love kevin jonas okay this this is not the time this is not the era to shit on kevin jonas anymore I'm just saying this is the vibe I get. And honestly, there's really nothing wrong with getting life advice from your uncle. It could be great. Who knows? Kevin some Jonas sort of stability. Yeah. I, yeah. Kevin Jonas isn't like, you know, like your drunk uncle giving you life advice about how to be a good human when he's like, you know, has three DUIs. And <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just glad that the Jonas brothers all have kids now and they're all girls. And I will not be able to stop thinking about the Jonas cousins having their own girl group for a long time until it happens. I will be manifesting <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, let's move on to some relationships or at least like brewing relationships. There's been kind of a lot going on the past two weeks. Starting off with Hunter Schaefer and Dominic Fike. So Hunter Schaefer and Dominic Fike have obviously been co-stars filming Euphoria season two. Maybe something was brewing in there, but they've been seen out and about holding hands. Nothing crazy, but still some speculation. I'm into it. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's very cute. Um, I'm going to be straight up. Until I saw those pictures of them holding hands, I thought that Dominic Fike was still dating Diana Silvers. That's what everyone said. That threw me for a loop. I mean, I guess it made sense. I hadn't seen pictures of them together for a while. Mm-hmm. But, like, in my mind, they were just still dating. Like, I guess no one really cared to check up on the relationship. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I'm happy about it. I think it's cute. I think they were kind of flirty in the last episode of Euphoria. Um, yes. So you got hints of that in the show. And now in real life. So I'm interested to see where it goes both in the show and in their real relationship. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I want, I want to see more. Like, 
I want to see more paparazzi pics right. because holding hands doesn't necessarily mean anything. Obviously, we all know that, but it could mean something because right, right. I wouldn't like my boyfriend holding hands with another girl if he was, you know, if we were still together. So I can't imagine that if he was still dating Diana Silvers that she would like it very much. We'll see. But the rumors about them dating make watching Euphoria even better because you're like, ooh, is this like where they like fell in love? Is this where they started to like like each other? Is this the scene that lit the spark in real life? Right. Yeah, I don't want to give out spoilers or talk too much about it, but I feel like the relationship in Euphoria is going to be bad. people do not give you a second to watch euphoria you have to watch it as it's premiering and not everyone has that privilege i watched it two days a day or two after because i go to bed early it's yeah see oh my god people are tweeting it by tweeting about it by the second it's like haven't we all learned that like you give it at least a day or two before you start tweeting out spoilers yeah like live tweeting should have been left in the past yeah who live tweets anymore this is not 2015 i feel like they're bringing it back they really are like just for euphoria i never see it for anything else because i used to see it a lot like back in the day like with one direction when they would be like on an award show or something yeah i get it because one direction fans rule twitter but now we're bringing it back for euphoria it's like yeah i haven't seen live tweeting since like the walking dead was popular (laughs) oh my yeah true remember that Oh Walking God, Dead people, Sundays for like a holiday. People's thumbs were flying on their <laughs> keyboards. Oh my God. I didn't even watch The Walking Dead, but that's like all my timeline would be. <laughs> every like, Sunday. Oh, yes. I'm like, what? see, same thing. Every Sunday it's Euphoria. Yeah. But like I watch Euphoria and when it was The Walking Dead, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? I'm never going to find out what this is because I don't watch it. Yeah. And then it so it's just either. a bunch of like, yeah, it's just a bunch of like junk on my timeline. And now it's just a bunch of spoilers if I don't watch it right away. I know, I have to stay off Twitter. It's annoying. Yeah, I had to choose between Euphoria or Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That's really hard. <laughs> right, right, right. I know you don't have that issue. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I get it, though. I mean, I've been in situations <laughs> like that before. But yes. um, which should you pick? Well, last week I chose Euphoria. This week, I think I'm going to have to choose Salt Lake City because it just looks too good. Right, right. Okay. So, yeah. I guess I just have to, like, not go on Twitter for a day and a half, which is probably fine. We use a little detox. (laughs) It's kind of sad that, like, we couldn't just watch both. (laughs) I know. Like, if I was in high school, I would watch both. Like, I I would stay up. Oh, yeah. No way am I staying up. I got to be 630 in the morning. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I have to be at my clinical at 7 a.m. And it's 40 minutes away. So I go to bed at like 9, 930. Oh, yeah. You cannot stay up and watch Euphoria. (laughs) No, I'm too old for that. (laughs) Anyway, that was anyways. That was stupid. (laughs) All right. Back on track here. Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. They have been in quotes, quietly dating for over a year. What? Yeah, since when is Bill Hader quiet? (laughs) (laughs) Um, True. I, like, am kind of here for it because I could just, I don't know if they started anything together, not that I know of or have seen, but I feel like they'd make a really good rom-com couple. 
So I feel like I kind of like it. I'm just like, well, for some reason, I thought Anna Kendrick was dating someone else. I have no idea who. I just had like this idea in my mind that Anna Kendrick was like, has been, had been dating someone for like years. Right. And maybe she was up until just over a year ago. But it just is so random. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, I definitely didn't expect it. Because like I said, I don't think they've been in anything together. So like, I don't even intersect them in my mind at all. Right. I mean, Anna Kendrick isn't like a comedian, but she's been in comedies. Right. But Bill Hader has also been in some more serious things. Yeah. I feel like Anna Kendrick is always in serious stuff with like a comedic spin because she just has like a humor about her. She just has like that tone in her voice. Yeah, that sarcastic, like witty. Yeah. Right. Right. How old is Bill Hader? I have no idea. Should we look that up? Yeah. (laughs) Bill Hader is 43 years old. Really? I thought he was a lot older. I thought he was like in his 50s. I would have put him in his late 40s. Because Anna Kendrick's like... She's 36. Okay, I was going to say like mid-30s. Okay. not that different, I guess, in age. No. I mean, even if he was in his mid-50s, it still wouldn't have been weird to me. Because like, whatever. I just wanted to know. I thought he was like mid 50s for some reason. I'm sorry, Bill Hader. I didn't mean to age you like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it's kind of sad. But anyway, <laughs> we like you. Yeah, I do. I, I Bill Hader's never done anything to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you ever seen the movie uh, Skeleton Skeleton Twins with him and Kristen Wiig? No. Good movie. It's one of his more serious movies really good he plays a gay man oh he does in um it also bill haters for the gays (laughs) i guess so (laughs) he's really funny i watched a couple episodes of that show barry and it was really funny oh yeah um all right bill hater i think he won like emmys for it i I don't know why i didn't finish watching it maybe i should (laughs) yeah okay maybe screw euphoria let's go watch barry (laughs) i think it's on hbo isn't it I think okay. so. All right. Well, maybe we'll get back to it. I will not be stopping Euphoria, though. Too juicy. No. Oh, my God. We're probably going to talk about Euphoria, like jump off on and off of Euphoria this whole podcast, probably for the next few weeks, honestly, because that's yeah. all I think about. That's <laughs> yeah, all I consume. It really, it's sorry. <laughs> and we haven't talked about it like in person, this new episode. So it's like, it's yeah. kind of like hard for me not to. But also, like Euphoria creators sam levingson if you're listening enough of the penises oh my god please please i i'm seriously like just getting so grossed out like it's not funny it's not like oh well hbo just like shows a lot of um female frontal nudity so we have to counteract it with male frontal full frontal nudity no you do not I promise you, you do not. I don't want to see anyone's. I don't want to see anyone's anything. Yes. Especially in a show about high schoolers. Right. I get they're not high schoolers. They don't look like high schoolers. But I still don't need to see penises when I'm just trying to watch a TV show. Oh, my God. Like, a little flash of one here and there. Whatever. I can deal with it. But that man in the very first episode who sat down on the toilet at the New Year's Eve party. Shit, bleh. 
Yeah, it was. That's how I feel. Oh, yeah. And oh I God. watched the last episode with my little sister. Like, that's not oh, the vibe. No. She's she's 20, so it's not like yeah. <laughs> she's that little, but like I don't want to watch that with my sister. Yeah, but yeah, Euphoria is just like not really a family show. So maybe that was, you know, your bad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We both watched it and I was about to watch it. She's like, well, me too. And I was like, yeah, sure. We'll just watch it. And yeah, it was just a little uncomfy. Oh my God. I know. It's like you blink and there's another dick on your screen. It's like, oh my God. And it's like, there's websites for that. I'm not watching this TV show for that. (laughs) It's called Pornhub. (laughs) Yeah. Like nobody, like I get like, HBO can do whatever they want, but like you don't have to do whatever you want. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Okay. Back anyway, on track again. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, Macaulay Culkin and Brenda Song got engaged. Love it. Uh, before we started recording, me and Steven were talking about how breathtaking Brenda Song is. Like she is beautiful. Yep. You don't see her very often, even though I do think that she's in a new show with uh, Shay Mitchell, I think. Mm, I feel like I saw a commercial over the summer or something for her. Yeah, I have no idea what it's called or what it's about, but I just just remember seeing her, I think, with Shay Mitchell. Unless I'm being stupid. That wouldn't be unreasonable. (laughs) Right. Anyways... They did not make a official announcement. It was just kind of like a paparazzi picture that caught Brenda Song's uh, ring on her left hand. And it was hard to miss because that that boy is huge. Macaulay Culkin balled out. Yeah. As, as, as he should. Okay. True. Brenda Song is Brenda Song. And they have a kid together. So like, you know. Spend a little something. Yeah, <laughs> make it a little special. Yeah. But happy for them. What are you going to say? i just say because, like, anybody would, like, be dying to be with Brenda Song. So he's lucky. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So good for them. Love to see it. Another celebrity couple I support. All right. Let's move on to... What the fuck was happening, you guys, this this week with the M&Ms? What's going on? I don't like it. I don't like this PR campaign. I don't like it at all. Why are people so horny for M&Ms? Why does it matter that she changed her go-go boots to tennis shoes? Also, how does that make it more inclusive? It, it doesn't. I think I guarantee they're just... They just wanted to cause a stir. I know. Like, I get it. It's a PR campaign. Totally get it from a PR standpoint. But I don't, I don't like it. No one likes it. And, like, I mean, the point of a PR campaign is not always for people to like it. It's just to get people to talk about it. And that's working. Like, they're getting the job right. done. Well, you remember IHOB? Yes. Okay. It's like yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Where you were like, what the fuck is this? what's going on and everyone was talking about it and then ihop was like oh yeah we're just gonna add burgers to the menu and it's like who cares yeah i feel like it's the same thing and they just want people to talk about it like regardless if it's good or bad it's like all publicity is good publicity 
and like guarantee 100 there's gonna be a super bowl commercial on it oh for sure like for that's sure. what this is leading to you know yeah Ew, and then I saw that someone made like a Photoshop picture of a naked Eminem, like with realistic genitals. Ew. I I was never scrolled so fast in my life. <laughs> I was just like imagining like the chocolate, like without the shell. No, it was <laughs> like, like, you meant, like colored with boobs and a vagina. And I was like, ew. Uh. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Excuse me. I know. What the hell? Who has time to do that? Not me. When I first like saw the Eminem like scandal pop up or whatever, I was like, this is stupid and kept scrolling. Mm -hmm. Like I would never thought we would be talking about it, but it's just like nonstop Eminem. You like can't escape it. I know. It's finally starting to calm down. But for like a week straight, you could not escape it. And, like, who is so connected to these Eminem characters? Because I didn't even know that she had boots. Like, in my mind, I didn't really... Like, they could have just changed to shoes, and I would not have noticed. Me either. Who cares? Yeah, like, what sick people are paying attention to the sluttiness of Eminem's? Right. I don't know. Crazy world. Seriously, I just... And then today... I saw something that reminded me of the M&M's thing. And I don't know if this is true or not because I did not look into it because I'm just like, this is weird and stupid that Minnie Mouse is going to start wearing a pantsuit instead of a dress. Did you see that? Who the fuck is she, Hillary Clinton? Right. (laughs) Like Rosie the Riveter. Like that's what the pantsuit looked like. Um, I mean, I I feel like a jumpsuit. okay right i feel like in like because there's like a lot of iterations of Minnie mouse so like sure don't have her in a dress in all of them but you don't really need to change it just add different like why do we always have to like change characters to fit the times just add new characters if you're going to yeah like i just don't think that like like young people are looking for representation in Minnie Mouse, you know? Yeah, you're right. And if they needed it, <laughs> add Minnie's cousin, like Michaela Mouse, who wears a <laughs> pantsuit. There you go. Like, who cares about Minnie Mouse? Let her wear a dress if she wants. Also, like... the pantsuit was like ugly. So if Minnie Mouse is going to wear a pantsuit, can we at least make it cute? She's literally a mouse. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I just don't get it with these stupid-ass fictional characters. What does this have to do with anything? Nothing. That's the answer. Nothing. Yeah, I have some beef with Disney. We'll hear about it in my roast, so. Oh, great. We'll get to it. <laughs> All right. We got to move on. <laughs> so, if you remember a couple episodes ago, we made some predictions for the year And one of those predictions was that TikTok was going to start having like a subscription service Mm -hmm. and some things along those lines are happening. Instagram is starting a subscription service and what does it include? What is it made out of? What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) So basically, so I guess Facebook's been doing this since 2020 and I had literally no idea, Um, but 
certain accounts can become subscribable accounts. So like different creators can charge money, a monthly price of their own choice to have a subscriber button on their page. And it'll give them different features like subscriber live. So only the people who subscribe to these creators can engage with that live. And then there's subscriber stories. So stories just for the subscribers, obviously. And then there's subscriber badges. So the creators will be able to see the subscriber badge next to the comments on their account. So then that means the creators can see who's subscribed to them while they comment. So it kind of like makes their comments stand out more. So then creators can interact more with their subscribers. And at first I thought that Instagram was just gonna do like a monthly thing. Like you get more access for this. So like, but I'm totally fine with this idea. Cause I think it just gives creators more of a chance to make money off of their um, products and their brand and everything. And if people want to, choose to spend their money on these creators then so be it yeah I mean I guess it's just like sometimes I think about like where Instagram started or just like social media in general and it's just like so weird to see how it's evolved into this just like capitalist propaganda stuff like yeah people are only on Instagram now to market themselves which is fine but it's like do we need to have a subscription service when there's already like the instagram shop feature you know where you can like click directly on a picture and like it'll take you to a link that'll take you to the product or whatever right so yeah I, i don't think it's necessary but it's kind of just like whatever and i think it's also i just feel like that because i think i knew it was inevitable (laughs) True. Yeah. I guess if you already accepted it, (laughs) I don't know. I just have like a hard time just like thinking about, I mean, I know people will subscribe to this just because it's going to be like their favorite creators and they're going to want more content from them and stuff. But it's just like weird to think that people will actually spend their money on this. Right. Like there's, I really can't think of one person that would make me want to subscribe to them on Instagram absolutely not and And like like, yeah just to be on like another live that's gonna get recorded and posted to twitter (laughs) right see that's the thing too it's like can people do that and then like just share the content anyways can people like screenshot this content and then just like share it on other platforms right or is it like if you try to record like if you're like on your phone and you try to take a screen recording of like a hulu show you're watching it just like blacks it out Mm, so it's gonna be like that oh probably okay because that would make sense because then it's just like well what are we doing like why would i subscribe to this right true yeah it does feel like a little silly but like whatever if creators want to make more money sure who cares (laughs) yeah like they need to make more and more money right and i mean ultimately just means more money for instagram Mm-hmm. again like they need more money <laughs> exactly but in one of the articles i read there was like a tech magazine that said that tiktok is trying out these features as well in the upcoming year and whatnot so See? my Seen prediction is out here. Seen is out here predicting <laughs> the future everybody get your appointments now for his readings <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know what i charge yet but maybe i'll set up appointments on my instagram yep <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. I level not. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> okay. So I want to move on to something that I think is like actually very cool and not just because it has to do with Pete Davidson, <laughs> but maybe also that that makes it like extra cool to me. Um, Pete Davidson and Colin Jost just bought a broken down Staten Island ferry and they're going to turn it into a restaurant slash comedy club. And I think that's super cool. Like there's really nothing else like that. And it's just going to give comics like them, like up and coming comics like them or how they were um, just like a play, another place to go and share their work. And like, they're probably going to have, you know, some classic Italian Staten Island cuisine and all that stuff. And I just think it's gonna be like a cool vibe. Yeah, um, I had literally no idea about this. It was not on my radar at all. (laughs) But I think it sounds pretty cool. I mean, well, and the ferry isn't like going to be a functioning ferry. Like it's not going to go across the water or anything. But I think it would just be a cool place to go and hang out. Like I'm sure it's going to be renovated and be really cool. And by the way, if anyone who's listening that hasn't been on a ferry a Staten Island ferry specifically it's huge there's three stories and it's so big so there's they have a lot to work with like they could do like a restaurant on one level and like the comedy club on the next and like just maybe have like a rooftop bar or something on the outside I don't know right yeah I I think it's a cool idea like you said there's a lot they could do with it and I mean they're just gonna give fresh talent a place to like work and grow their talent and practice and give them like gigs and stuff so I think that's cool yes love to see it and you know I just love to see Pete Davidson thriving and doing cool things in case that wasn't obvious (laughs) (laughs) cool things like dating Kim Kardashian um is that cool I don't know that's such a mess but that's also kind of part of my roast so we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to it. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So we weren't going to start off the episode with talking about another tragic death in Hollywood, like I said, but we do have to fit it in somewhere because I'm super, super sad about Andre Leon Talley passing away. I think it was unexpected. I wasn't aware that he had like any illnesses or anything going on. But for people who don't know who Andre Leon Talley was, he was the first black editor-in-chief at Vogue. He was just, like, super revolutionary in the fashion industry. And he was my favorite judge on America's Next Top Model, or one of them, on America's Next Top Model. He was just, like, really funny. Um, And he just had, like, honestly, like, good advice and good critique to give all the people that were on there. It wasn't just, like, Tyra Banks telling the girls that they did like smize more which is like okay he like actually like gave them good pointers that they could like use after the show and have like successful careers and he also coined the term drekitude which is just like a picture that looks like ugly and awkward and that's it was really funny whenever he used it so i'm really sad a lot of the world is really sad and that's it yeah, uh, again, <laughs> I really did not know who this man was, like, at all. But um, I 
I think a lot of what he did was revolutionary after I looked him up, of course. <laughs> um, and like so many people that I respect and like in the celebrity world shared really nice experiences with him, like Jennifer Hudson um, shared a lot of stuff about him. And it was just kind of cool to see how much he meant to other people, especially mm-hmm. um, Black people in pop culture, because he was the first to do it, really. True. And he was just like one of those people in the fashion industry, which this is very rare, by the way, who would like actually help up and coming people, whether it be like stylists or designers or models, like he would go out of his way to like help them get their career going, help them make connections. And that's very rare in the fashion industry because everyone in the fashion industry is like kind of a bitch. (laughs) So I did see that it's such a cutthroat industry. So it's nice to see that he was like, a light in all of that um, yes. craziness, I guess. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, again, Hollywood icons, please stop dying unexpectedly. I'm really not here for it. That is part of the reason that we did not do an episode last week is because I was just like, Steven, not only are we busy this week, <laughs> but I cannot do another episode where we have to start it off with someone that I love dying I yeah we, do were, it. we were both on the same page because like I knew we were going to talk about this even though like I didn't really know who he was I knew you really liked him so I was like yeah this is going to be a big bummer yeah. um but we're sandwiching it in so yes <laughs> yes still sad but like I said we just could not start another episode like that <laughs> Yeah, I think we would, uh, no one would like that. No, I... <laughs> and it's just such a bummer. Like, we need to start, like, we don't need to start on that note, you know, for our exactly. vibes. For the third time, it's like, enough is enough. It's like, yeah, really. <laughs> but enough is enough. Like, stop dying, people. Please, stop. <sighs> okay. All right, this is going to be Stephen's time to shine. Because <laughs> my time to shine. Um, because so... Stephen loves Big Brother, and the Celebrity Big Brother cast was just announced. And I actually looked at the <laughs> video where it announced all the people, and even I was like, "Oh, this is who they chose." Because I was reading some of the rumors about who was going to be on there, like Nene Leaks, Erica Jane, Shangela, Tiffany Pollard. Like, all these, like, super iconic, outspoken people. And then it's, like, we get Teddy Mellencamp. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, all the people that you listed were, like, not outrageous people. Like, we're not asking Brad Pitt to come on the show. Like, this is, like, a person, like, who I would, who's been on reality TV, like, would totally do something like this. So, like, yeah, I really thought that we were going to get those people. And, like, we've had decent people in the past. Like, this year is just... It puts celebrity to a real question mark, like even more (laughs) than other like celebrity shows like Dancing with the Stars and stuff like this is pretty bad. So I'm just going to kind of read the entire cast list. um, Just in the order of this Entertainment Weekly article. (laughs) Um, So we've got Cynthia Bailey. Um, So Maggie knows her well. (laughs) I do. I do really like Cynthia. But for a show like Big Brother, I don't know. It's just interesting that they would choose her because she's on Real Housewives of Atlanta and they had Candy last season. Yeah. So it's like, 
why would you just pick like a real housewife from anywhere else but whatever I guess (laughs) (laughs) um and then we have Todd Bridges who I didn't really know who he was but then I figured it out um he's the guy from different strokes and he's just been in a lot of stuff since then um so at one point kind of an a-lister but in 2022 not so much (laughs) and then we have Todrick Hall which oh my god he's so annoying (laughs) he's a very over the top yeah very over the top and I've just heard like allegations about him and stuff what just people just say he just like treats people like shit like all of his dancers he wouldn't pay them and stuff like that I could see that he does like all the choreography for um for drag race and stuff and he just like like if um if one of the contestants on the show like is a trained dancer and they like don't get the moves within like the first five minutes he's like really harsh and it's like can you just like work with them a little like sorry not everyone is like an award-winning dancer here like they didn't all go to Juilliard yeah (sighs) yeah I've just heard bad things I just found that he's on Broadway from this article did you know he was in on Broadway uh I feel like I did know that, but I don't know what show he was in. He was in Kinky Boots in Chicago. Okay, yes, I did know he was in Kinky Boots. Um, makes sense. Um, but and he basically just like he like he was gonna get on Big Brother one way or another. Like this man, like he loves Big Brother. He's always tweeting about it. And like last season, he like kept inviting the house guests over after the show ended. And, like, they were, like, staying at his home on, like, long weekends and stuff. Like, I feel like he just, like, forced his way onto the show. (laughs) Yeah, like, hey, could you give me some, like, undercover tips about, like, what to do and what not to do? Like, what a cheater. (laughs) Right. But he also, like, I guess he also feels, like, somewhat of a celebrity in my mind. Because I know him well. But I feel like only people in certain communities will know who he is. Like, he's not going to be widespread known. No, definitely not. But... And his music is just, it's wild. Have you ever heard it? Um, yes, I do love the song Nails, Hair, Hips, Heels. Love That's it. the only one I like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, then the next one is Chris Kattan. And I honestly only know who he is because he was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, he's from A Night at the Roxbury and he was on SNL, but like before my time. So <laughs> don't really know him. Um, the next one, of course, I know Chris Kirk, Chris Kirkpatrick. <laughs> um, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> For some reason, also, that's just hilarious to me. Yeah, he's been like trying to stay booked lately. I feel like this man's popping up everywhere. <laughs> that's usually what ex-boy band members who aren't like Justin Timberlake do. They just do like whatever they can, wh- right. wherever they can. Right. And did you did you know that he was the voice of Chip Skylark? No, not until he said it in the video. I said, I mean, it's clearly like Chip Skylark looks just like him. So it makes sense. But I literally had no idea. Well, I don't know. How was I supposed to know that when I was watching Fairly Odd Appearance and I was like seven? Right. (laughs) Same. I guess like I really didn't know who he was. Like I knew who he was, but like not enough to like put two and two together. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. And then we have Carson Kressley who is another like queer choice which is good but also I don't really care (laughs) at the same time yeah he's fine 
He's also on Drag Race too. He's a judge. Yeah, and he has been on every celebrity show like ever. Oh, so true. He's definitely one of those people. Yeah. Um, and then we have Teddy Mel- Mellencamp, like Maggie mentioned. Um, I yeah, when I first heard that, I was like, "Is that John Cougar Mellencamp's daughter?" And it is. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> that's literally her claim to fame because when she was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, oh god, she was just so fucking annoying. I don't know how she lasted as long as she did, but I'm glad that she's not on there anymore. But this article says she's the accountability coach. Is this true? Yeah, that's a whole thing. I that's so (laughs) fucking stupid. I can't get into it right now because I will rant about it for at least 45 minutes and no one wants to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then we have Shanna Mochler, who I had no idea who this was, but she was a Playboy Playmate and pageant queen and then she married travis barker and they oh. had a reality tv show together okay yeah no wonder she looked familiar because she said that she was a reality star and i was like you look familiar and your name sounds familiar okay now yeah, i didn't know that show together. existed yeah it was very short-lived <laughs> they got yes. divorced not long after the reality show Right. So like very loose terms, reality, like her claim to fame is that she was married to Travis Parker. Like, come on now. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And then we've got Mirai Nagasu. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but she's an Olympic figure skater. Um, Yeah, this person is impressive. She has a lot of accolades. Right. And I didn't really know who she was, but like after I like read more about her, I was like, okay, I vaguely remember like seeing her skate at some point. Mm -hmm. So good for her. I'm actually pretty excited for her. And then we've got, you know what? This was like the biggest celebrity in it all. Lamar Odom. Oh my God. And I'm so glad that he literally said, and you might also know me from being married to Khloe Kardashian. We had our own reality show. And I was like, this is a man who knows his place. <laughs> right. I was kind of shocked like that he said that. Not just not just being like, I'm Lamar Odom. You might know me from being an NBA basketball player. No, you might know me from being an NBA basketball player and for being married to Khloe Kardashian. And yeah. we had our own reality show. Like he said, her, like he called her out like by name, like not just like from a reality show or something. Right. No. Like I said, that's a man that knows his place and I respect it. Right. Okay. And then the last one is Maisha Tate, the former UFC women's bantamweight champion. Who? <laughs> what, what does that mean? Who is that? And that's it. So overall, what are your feelings? I mean, like, I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they're not like cool celebrities or something. But like, they're just kind of lame. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, you know, like you said, comparing it to all of the rumors about mm-hmm. the people that were going to be on there. It's like, yeah, this is very much like second tier. Right. And one of the rumors, like everyone kept saying that Jerry Trainer was going to be on it. <gasps> Jerry Trainer. <laughs> and like, Aww. I wouldn't have been that surprised. No, why not? Especially they were guessing because... Big Brother's on CBS, so they said it'd be, like, promoting Paramount Plus. 
Oh, true. So, like, I think that's why it was a rumor. Wow, missed opportunity, missed bag for right. I CBS. thought that would have been good. Yeah. It's just like I feel like this, like the other two years. Yeah, there was a lot of randoms, but like I feel like I knew most of them. These people, like I know so vaguely. I mean, it is what it is. Like to be a good season, they don't have to be like actual celebrities, as long as they provide some entertainment. I mean, you've got housewives in there, so that's what their job is to live in a house and fight. (laughs) Yeah, but they're not like the fighting housewives. Like if Nene Leakes was on there, oh, you'd be entertained. Right. She'd be reading people up and down. Right. And around. That's what I want. Upside down. Like when Tamar was on, like Tamar Braxton (laughs) is there for the entertainment value Mm -hmm. and she won. Like she was there to play and to fight. Yep. And that's what I want. So I really hope that they, like, if they don't provide a lot of fights, like, I hope they at least are, like, trying and not just, like, trying to reignite their careers and get more followers on Instagram. Yeah. It's fun for no that's, one. That's a big possibility, though. <laughs> yeah. Especially with annoyed. Teddy Mellencamp. She's just, oh, my gosh. She's looking for any way to keep her name out there. Right. Ugh. God, I really can't stand her. <laughs> I, I literally didn't even know she existed. <sighs> okay, well, she does, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you know how I feel about her. Okay. <laughs> and we'll probably be talking about this at least once more because I guarantee some house guests will say something controversial that I will need to bring up. Yep, probably. It's usually what happens. That's usually the only time I ever hear about Big Brother or like pay attention to is because someone does or says something controversial and then I read about it and I'm like, oh, Steven we should talk about it too i agree like we should talk about it (laughs) right because like they're filmed literally 24 7 so if they say something like racist or inappropriate it's gonna get caught on camera and we're gonna see it it's not like like other reality shows where you can edit it out and just pretend like it didn't happen right which is kind of cool but ends up having a lot of problematic things (laughs) yeah Yep, we've definitely seen that in the past. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, (laughs) that's enough Big Brother talk. I could go all day. Let's get into our toast and a roast. All right. Well, I'll go first. (laughs) All right. My roast, as I hinted at earlier on the show, goes to Kanye West. And I specifically wrote down the lyrics to... At the, at the time where I wrote down the roast, it was just a leaked song, but apparently this song has been officially released into the world. I have no idea what it's called, and I don't really care, to be honest, but it has the line in it, God saved me from the crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. <laughs> I saw that. Is that really the reason? Is that really the reason? No, it's not. <laughs> And then he also, I guess, just like puts Kim Kardashian on blast and says something about like the cameras watch the kids and like basically saying that like she's not ever there for the kids and like it's always like the nannies or just like something like that. And, you know, obviously Kim Kardashian had a big issue with that because she is a, she says she's a good mom and blah, blah, blah. But I did read a headline that said, <laughs> Pete Davidson is unbothered by Kanye West lyrics. In fact, he thinks it's hilarious. And I think that's also hilarious that he's just like so unbothered by this. 
because it's I mean it's Kanye West like it's very intimidating and you're dating Kim Kardashian like it's a very intimidating environment to be in but the fact that I mean whether it's true or not that he think it's that he thinks it's hilarious is just (laughs) it's funny to me I feel like he probably like takes it as like an honor (laughs) seriously I mean and I know that Pete Davidson has kind of had like not like personal issues, but just like issues with Kanye West as a person for a lot for a long time, as have like many other people, including myself. Yeah. So yeah, but now Kanye West is just like him and Julia Fox are really fucking weird going oh out in their like God. all denim outfits and like him in a ski mask, and he's like doing her makeup, and it's very strange. It's like not even like avant-garde. It just like looks like he took a piece of charcoal and rubbed it on her eyes. It's yeah, really, yeah, it's so strange. Um, I saw a picture of them together and the caption was, <laughs> these are the parents that are going to Euphoria High's um, <laughs> conferences. I saw that. <laughs> so, oh my God. I know she keeps like saying this isn't true, but this woman, she just wants attention. Oh, for sure. Oh for my sure. God. That's all she wants. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And I did also read something that, when Kim Kardashian and Kanye West first started dating, that was when Kanye West was like starting to get more into the fashion industry and like make a name for himself there. So when they first started dating, he like bought Kim Kardashian an entirely new wardrobe and he did the same thing for Julia Fox. Yeah, I saw him do that for Julia Fox. I didn't know he was just using his old trick. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so weird. It's embarrassing for her. Yeah, this whole the whole situation is so weird. And I just think that these stupid ass lyrics are just like, you're just talking out of your ass, really. Yeah, I imagine Pete Davidson sitting on a couch, smoking a blunt, putting the song on repeat and just cracking up. Yeah, me too. That's like, me too. (laughs) What a guy. What Um, a guy. Is it the song that has like the skinned monkey on the cover? I have no idea. I literally don't know anything about this song other than like what I've read about it. I haven't listened to it. I don't plan on it. So. Yeah, because there was a song where the artwork was like a skinned monkey. And it was really disgusting looking. Gross. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's the song. I I haven't listened to it either because I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to look that up. I don't need to have that burned in my mind. No, no, no. Don't do that because it was gross. (laughs) all right whatever kanye um okay my toast okay has something to do with euphoria sorry everybody that's just like the subtopic (laughs) of the show um so i'm sure that even if you don't watch euphoria euphoria you've seen this scene from not last week's episode but the week before where it just basically like really in the most accurate way possible depicted um the toxicity of like like preaching self-love on the internet and I honestly did not know that anyone else related to related to that on the same level that Kat did in the show where it just feels like people are constantly screaming at you that like you have to love yourself you have to accept yourself you're so beautiful. You're so great. And blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just like not okay to like ever have a bad day. It's not okay to ever feel down about yourself. You always have to have like this positive mindset and it can become toxic and it can become overwhelming. And I'm so glad that it was brought to the, it was brought to light on the show and they did it in such a way that 
just felt very personal and it just felt very accurate like I said so yeah I just I thought that scene was great and I'm glad that other people can actually relate to that because I seriously thought I was the only one who just felt like I was always being bombed by this stuff and just being like super overwhelmed by it and I just like I cannot always read about it and feel it and you know live it right I feel like and it's so often like the perfect 10 out of 10 beach body ready models who are saying like love yourself which makes it be like okay well like easy for you to say like obviously we all have our own struggles with image Mm -hmm. and self feelings of self-worth and whatnot but it seems like it's the same type of people that are preaching it and it's like okay well like we're not in the same situation it's like almost hard to relate I think it's like most effective when you see positive self-positivity from plus-size people like Lizzo Mm -hmm. like obviously Lizzo is preaching love yourself at the end of the day but right? right but she's preaching I love myself mostly look how hot I look So then people who look like her can say, wow, she's right. She is hot. And so am I. It's not just her being like, like looking at a crowd of people and just being like, you need to love yourself. Right. And Lizzo also, also shares when she's not feeling great about herself. Yes. So, and it also like, doesn't even have to be just like plus size people, but just like average everyday people who it would feel better coming from them than someone who is an Instagram model and is obviously photoshopped in every single picture and is always traveling to this place and has a new brand deal here and a new brand deal here and like is making so much money and it's all these people complimenting her and blah 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 like that doesn't mean anything to me but it does mean something it it means a little more to me when it comes from someone who's just like the average human being you'd see walking around a grocery store. Right. And maybe, yeah, they woke up and they didn't put on like an entire face of makeup and like, didn't maybe do their hair. Like they just look like they're ready for a regular day. Right. And maybe they didn't feel their best, like, but they're still like choosing to love themselves and share that with the world. It's not like somebody like posing in a beach body and then like hunching over, like, look, sometimes I get fat rolls and I, Oh my God. I can't even tell you. (laughs) I can't even tell you. And everyone always comments and and is like, girl, that's skin. (laughs) Like those are not rolls. Oh my God. Yeah. We could get into a whole different episode about this, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I just really could. (laughs) Yes. I just wanted to mention that because I honestly think about it all the time and yeah, just how much that was like, wow. I'm not the only one that feels bombarded by the toxicity of that. I loved that scene because she was almost like, well, like, I didn't know that I I wasn't loving myself. It's like, you're forcing, you're pushing it on me so much. I didn't know that I wasn't loving myself until now. And now I'm second guessing myself, like, because I don't look like you. Like, and yeah, it was just this, it was such a good scene of that, like, internal turmoil that people feel like when they just see something on the internet that you know kind of like set something off inside of them like we all have that feeling sometimes like maybe not in the same situation even but like we all get that feeling where we're looking at somebody else and not feeling like up to par or like just getting those like pervasive messages in your head that you can't really get rid of it was like such a good portrayal of like the insidious nature of like social media sometimes 
Exactly. Exactly. My roast, like I said before, goes to Disney. More specifically, Disney Plus. Did you see that Pam and Tommy is going to be on Disney Plus? Okay, that's real. Didn't Disney tweet it? Okay, I think so. I mean, I didn't like look at it closely. I just like read the tweet and I was like, this is going on Disney Plus? Right. It looked like it was supposed to be on Disney Plus and it was like a legit account unless they screwed up because I know Disney Plus owns Hulu too. Oh, I mean, that'd be a big fuck up. Right. Because I thought it was like a legit account that tweeted this. And it said like Disney Plus in the corner of the trailer or something. Oh. Anyway, my roast is because Disney Plus could not put Love, Victor on because it was too inappropriate. But we can put Pam and Tommy on. What? They said Love, Victor is too inappropriate? Yeah. Isn't it like PG-13? Yeah, it gets like rated TV-14. Okay. So, and season one is literally so mild, so it could have been on Disney+. And then season two gets into, like, the level of, like, sexuality and, like, maybe drugs that, like, an ABC family show would get into. Oh, okay. Like, made-for-TV inappropriate levels, you know? Right. Like, the characters are having sex, but, like, like, it's not like you see anything. Yeah, it's not, like, graphic. Yeah. But we're gonna put a show about a sex tape on there right what like disney you just homophobic like you just don't want the kids seeing gay people (laughs) that's what it sounded like right because like especially season one i remember like being like this is what you had to keep off of disney like come on (laughs) wow okay um Disney is like pick a lane. <laughs> yeah. So I guess if if it ends up being on Hulu and not Disney Plus, I take it back a little bit, but I'm still upset about Love Victor because that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if like you don't really want like your younger kids watching it, then like police what they watch and be like, no, you can't watch this yet. You can watch all these other shows. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can do that anyway. They have Marvel shows on movies on there, and those are PG-13. Okay, so I'm not really I'm not really seeing the logic. <laughs> right, right. Like some of the Marvel stuff gets really violent. Right. Yeah, but it doesn't make any put, sense. Yeah, we're gonna put a limited series about a leaked sex tape that, from the trailer that I saw, it looks like it's gonna be graphic. Probably. We're going to put that on Disney Plus for the children? But we right. can't watch Two Men Kiss? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, even if it's, like, not on Disney Plus, my opinion still stands. <laughs> and my toast. Sorry, I, I just don't want to rant anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be so negative. My toast goes to Hillary Duff's daughter. <laughs> who found out that Hillary Duff made music. And when they go to preschool, Hillary Duff's daughter makes her blast her 2015 song, Sparks. 
that song deserves so much more. If that song was, was released today, the gays would go insane for it. Right. It would be on TikTok. It would be, it, there'd probably be like a dance challenge to it. Yeah. It would be everywhere. I didn't even know that song like came out in 2015. I remember like sometime like in the middle of college, I started seeing it pop up on Twitter and people like being like, wow, she was ahead of her time and stuff like that. He was. And now I see it kind of all over the place. And now her preschool age daughter requests it on repeat as she's driving to preschool. I love that. Her daughter has taste. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, Oh my God. Because kids are honest. So if she didn't like her mom's song, she would have said. Uh-huh. Hillary Duff, you need to also play your daughter. So yesterday, you need to play her coming clean. All the bops from like the the early 2000s. That also reminds me, they didn't want the Lizzie McGuire reboot on Disney Plus because it was too inappropriate. Right. I, yeah, I did read that. Yeah, because Hillary Duff was like, um, no, Lizzie McGuire is like 30 and I'm not going to act like she's still 12. Right. And you shouldn't. No, (laughs) right. That'd be weird. Hillary Duff, she's doing okay though. She's in How I Met Your Father. So. Yeah, no, Hillary Duff has had, like, a very steady career ever since. Lizzie Honestly, Boyer. like, very, yeah, steady is a good word, because, like, mm-hmm. she hasn't been, like, at the top of anything, but, like, she's just been, like, consistent. She's, she's just staying booked. Right. I love it. I love Hillary Duff. She literally has never done anything wrong. Except for that scene in Raise Your Voice. That wasn't her choice. <laughs> <laughs> that was against her will. Sorry, that was the first thing that pops in my brain when you said <laughs> she's done nothing wrong. <laughs> That was against her will. She didn't write it. The director made her do it. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff is a white person I can trust. True. <laughs> true. 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 Okay, guys. Well, that's all I have to say about Hillary Duff, um, and in general. Okay. So, this is it then. This, <laughs> this is, is it. it. Wow, I'm so sorry for all the euphoria talk, or maybe I'm not. I don't know. If you guys like Euphoria, then I'm sure you'll like hearing us talk a little bit about it. But anyways, um, you can find <laughs> us on Instagram at Popping Up About Pop Culture. You can uh, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your dog. I'm sure dogs love podcasts. My dogs mm-hmm. love podcasts. Yeah. Show it to your children. Mm-hmm. We swear well, sometimes, but if they're really young, they won't know. True. I, is it safe for children? I don't know. But you know what? Teach them young. Teach them Use young. your own discretion. Exactly. <laughs> I vote for teach them young. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.